Clayton Bird Goes Underground by Rita Williams Garcia Chapter 22 In the Midst of the Swarm Clayton landed where he needed to be to carry out his plan, the downtown platform. He felt a draft of hot air from the tunnel, a gust left in the wake of the train he'd just missed. That explained why he was nearly the only person standing on the platform. The other, a homeless man, lay across the bench laughing and talking to himself. Clayton moved away. Being alone didn't bother him. It was being seen as a lone kid that bothered him. He didn't worry for long. A swarm of yellow and brown surrounded him, like the swarm of bees that had surrounded Pablo de Pablo in the bedtime book. Except these weren't killer bees, but a swarm of school kids of all sizes and grades in brown and gold uniforms. The platform seemed to narrow. He got jostled and squished by pushing darting kids with full book bags and unleashed energy. They were everywhere. Older kids in groups, younger kids with their watchers, all on their way home. Clayton was in the midst of the swarm, although he wasn't a part of them. Better to blend in than to stand out alone, he told himself. To his left, he spied a cello case, then violin cases slung on backs, and it occurred to him, they took band. Their school had band. Unlike his school, where they only had a songbook full of stupid happy songs. It took a few seconds, but he finally noticed that they, the kids with the instruments, were girls. He moved closer to where they stood. He didn't know why, and he certainly didn't plan to talk to them, and yet another thing occurred to him. He'd never been around kids who actually played instruments, except for beatbox, even though technically beatbox didn't play a musical instrument beatbox was his own musical instrument. Clayton went a little closer and said, hey. He didn't mean to do that. It was too late to look away. The girl with the cello case looked over at him, waved, waited, and said, hey. The other girls laughed. Clayton pointed to the hard case on wheels with a head and body, which looked a lot looked like a little brother leaning into his taller sister. He liked the way she held on to the case, but didn't struggle with it. Like the case, the instrument, was a part of her. You play that? he asked. No, one of the violinists said. She takes it for rides on the subway. Funny, Clayton said. The violinists laughed. The cellist nodded to Clayton's question. Cool, Clayton said. Cool. He felt a breeze blowing from behind. Train, he said to himself, or so he thought. What? the cellist asked. He cleared his throat. The train's coming, he said. The cellist waited, like she wanted him to say something more. He wanted to ask her about her axe, if she plucked the strings or used a bow. Could she play by ear like he did, or did she only read notes? But 
He didn't feel like being laughed at by her friends. All right, he said. Later, man. He stopped himself. Bye. Clayton pushed through some brown and gold sweaters to get away from the cellist and her friends. He hadn't planned on talking to any girl. He had to meet up with the bluesmen, get on the road, work on bending his notes. He had a plan. Finally, the train pulled into the station. Clayton felt his pocket for his blues harp and then pushed his way onto the downtown train.